0: All right, gals and pals, game on. It's time for the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help gals and their pals come together over sports. Don't hate the game, love the game, or at least find out why he loves it so much. Now your host, the Sports Gal Pal herself, Ramona Rice.
1: Well, hey there, Gal Pal Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where I help you understand why he screams at the TV during a game. I'm your host, Ramona Rice. You can connect with me on Twitter at SportsGalPal and, of course, on SportsGalPal.com. And gals and pals, it's always a good sign when your guest willingly goes, yes, yes, Please, or God, come on. I want to come on your podcast and talk to you. That's always a good sign. And it's always good, too, because I actually beat him in fantasy football, which is a miracle. Um, and he's been my biggest cheerleader in the Blog Talk Raider League. He's been the one person that's been like, good job, sports gal pal, and putting stuff out there. Like, I actually know what the hell I'm doing, which I don't, and we're totally going to talk about. But it's Joel Hinnard, and he's from the Fantasy Insider Show. And Joel, welcome to the show. Hey, thank
0: you so much for having me. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's you know a pleasure to come on your show. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, you know talk some sports. Yes, you did beat me. I, I've had some. I've had some bad luck this year. Some injuries. Some bad play by Eddie Lacy that you know has has haunted everyone. Did you? Did I lose you?
1: No, I'm here. It's just delayed. Oh. It's weird.
0: How delayed is it?
1: Like a couple, like like just a couple seconds. It seems like it's catching up now. Don't worry. Just keep going.
0: We'll, well, yeah. You want to start over? No, no, I'm fine. No, just keep it going. Yeah. Nice flow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is this is podcasting, kids. I mean, you know, it's a miracle that we have basically two people in like two separate time zones talking to each other. He's in his living room. I'm in my walk-in closet. And the fact I know those details does not mean I'm creepy. He willingly told me where he was. So,
0: yes. <laughs> Uh, you know, we all have to record somewhere. I'm not going to give you a hard time. I used to do it in my spare bedroom. And then my awesome wife, Amy, decided that she didn't want me to be upstairs by myself all the time. And uh, she wanted, kind of wanted to hang out. So we built the, the, the studio in, in the living room. We have four TVs in the living room. I, I know I'm know a might little be,
1: jealous so. of that, actually. Um, we have a giant <laughs> 60-inch TV in our living room, um, but I didn't think to add more TVs, and we may have to do that.
0: Yeah, when, when there's a lot of sports on and there's a lot of stuff going on, I want her to be able to watch her shows, and then me not to be able to miss anything. So. Oh, I don't
1: care about that. It's funny. Um, Joel and I were talking about. Um, my husband was taping the freaking what is it, Vampire Diaries on the on TiVo, and, and TiVo was also taping something else. And and I'm like, hello, it's it's football. <laughs> it's Thursday night football. Why are we taping the Vampire Diaries? I like the Vampire Diaries. I'm like, okay, what are you like a 16 year old girl? So I tweet that out, and Joel's like, well, actually, you should do this because I'm letting my wife watch, and I'm watching all these other sports so she can watch whatever vampire nonsense is on TV, and I have a happy marriage. So you win. <laughs> I'm not that nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, Scream Queens last night you know was the, the horror show on TV last night. And right in the middle of my uh, NBA uh, league, I'm like, come on, really? Okay. Got to give it up every once in a while.
1: Wow. No. See, this is what's nice about it. My husband can never complain about my TV choices because I'm basically like, let's watch ESPN or sports the entire time or Game of yes, Thrones please. or Game of Thrones because it's Game of Thrones.
0: It is. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Sundays, that's the one show we watch live, actually.
1: Us, too, because otherwise you're going to find out things. Like, if you don't know what happened to Jon Snow by now, you never will. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love Twitter and I hate Twitter at the same time, you know, because it ruins some of my shows. It's Survivor's the same way. Like, I wait 15 minutes on on Wednesdays just so I can get through the commercials. But if you don't watch it, Twitter's going to ruin it for me and tell me who was voted off.
1: Well, then stay off of Twitter during Survivor, Joel. It's not hard.
0: It's very hard. Especially right now during this baseball hot stove season, my phone never stops. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Source after source after source talking about nonsense trades that will probably never happen. But, you know, those are the things that go on in the Major League Hot Stove, which is boring.
1: It is boring, but we're going to get into that. But I always like to start this first question, warm you guys up, because um, Joel mentioned also, too, he doesn't like he likes being on podcasts, but he likes to be the host. So he, this year, he, mm-hmm. right now, he has to be he's the there's like a term I've heard Podvader use it um, where I'm the driver and you're the passenger you're the you're something else. I don't know what it is. I think Vader just made it up because he's crazy. Anyway, Joel, how did you get into sports?
0: How did I get into sports? Oh, man, at the age of seven, I started playing Little League Baseball, and it all went from there. Then I got behind the mic because I realized that I wasn't very good at baseball. And I started calling games at 12 and uh, called all of the Little League games and all of Babe Ruth and all of my high school games. And then I decided to go into accounting. I got a job for United Healthcare as an accounting rep and worked there for 15 years. And six years ago, I met a wonderful gentleman named Will Carroll. At the time, he was working for Baseball Prospectus. Now he's the content manager at FanDuel. He said, you have a really good aspect on baseball and a fantastic voice and nice knowledge. I said, really? Are you kidding me? I just like sports. So we sat down and we did a podcast in 2009, and it's been all uphill since. I've been with three or four different sites throughout my career, and now I'm independent and doing things for so called fantasyexperts.com. And on occasion, I have the opportunity to cover some sports for the Armed Forces Radio Network. Winter meetings coming up, which I know we'll talk about in a few.
1: Yeah, no, and I think that's really exciting, and it just shows that. You know, I love podcasting in general, just because it's opened up so many doors, even just for myself. So, you know, again, I don't know if you know my podcasting story, my audience does, but sorry, audience, we didn't talk about off air, so you have to hear it now. But Pod Vader discovered me wandering through the desert of Las Vegas without a podcast, and he gave me one. That's that's a true story. Seriously? Yeah, we were both at a um, conference in Las Vegas, and my company, in my real life, I am a content marketing professional. And so I get to go to a conference every year and I picked it because it was in Las Vegas and it was my husband's birthday. So I'm there and I meet a couple of podcasters and I tell them about this old blog I used to have called the Sports Gal Pal, which I would explain sports from my perspective. And they were all like, well, you should make that a podcast. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I never even listened to podcast um, back in April. Like I, I just didn't even, I was like, whatever. I mean, I knew I had the app and I never paid attention to them. And so I started um, to think about it and started asking people, what do you think about this? And all the men were like, absolutely. Dear God, have this podcast where you explain sports to women and it's evolved since then yeah. to something else. But you know, have this podcast because seriously I would get her to listen and, and I'm like, okay. So I decided I was gonna have a podcast. Well, in order to prepare, I decided to to test the market and I saw that there was another podcast out there with all women talking about sports. And I was really mad because they I was listening to one of their first episodes in March. And instead of talking about like Duke or um March Madness or the fact that Virginia was not seated correctly they were not <laughs> um they were talking about marshawn lynch not getting the ball of the last play of the super bowl i'm like it's march why are we talking about that still and it made me so mad so the last day of the conference i'm sitting in this kind of like big lobby area and i'm talking to some people and i go on this rant about the women and how upset i am well this dude suddenly shows up and he's like hi there and i'm like okay because when a guy shows up in las vegas next to a woman it usually doesn't mean good things and so um He's like, yeah, I, I just love your passion, and I'm I'm the Vader And I'm like, the what? And so it turned out to be Jay. <laughs> he basically came up with sports podcasting, and so that's how I got involved in blog talk and all this other stuff. And it's cool because I've gotten to do things, fun things like, again, the Blog Talk Fantasy League, which I don't think anybody, if they listen to that crazy draft, I'm not even sure if you were on the actual draft itself. I think the you were, I was. were you I just I blocked out so much of it cuz it was so <laughs> dramatic and long and pod vader kept so, making fun of me
0: It was so long. Yeah, I talked to Jay about that the other day that how that draft was so long and and, and the website that we're using is kind of confusing and he can't wait to have a redo next year where it's more controlled cuz man it was definitely out of control. I agree with you.
1: It was kind of fun though but so like he kept like questioning all my choices because I drafted Keenan Allen and I drafted Larry Fitzgerald lead and then he didn't like my Brandon Marshall thing all of a sudden those three guys while they were healthy because Keenan Allen's out with a lacerated kidney oh. the bastard th- they were scoring mad points for me and all of a sudden the underdog sports gal pal was like top tier in this league and I'm like how the hell did this happen I still don't know Joel I still don't know to be perfectly honest
0: yeah, it's it's frustra- fantasy football is definitely a frustrating game for us all. Because I thought I had a really really good team. I thought I drafted really well. Yeah, I'm terrible. I mean, I understand why my team is terrible. But when we drafted, I was super excited. I mean, I got Dante Adams very very late, and the Packers then had some injuries, and it looked like my team was going to be on a roll. Well, that didn't happen. I, I think I lost the first four weeks and then finally started to pick up some momentum. I beat Jay this week so I'm pretty happy about that.
1: That's always good. And you know why you really beat him because he so he had me on his podcast Next Fan Up which for all my yes. listeners they know that the Next Fan Up universe and the Galpa universe were like joint twins. I'm, you know, we're like the Justice League. Um, <laughs> no. They've kind of adopted me. <laughs> It's true. No, Pod Vader let me borrow his minions for my football previews this year. So I had all thirty-two super fans on it. Um, not at the same time. That's just a mess um, individually. So like within three <laughs> weeks, I had to do thirty-two mini podcast episodes. Can you imagine? That was awful.
0: That's my March. I do a segment in March for the uh, insiders dot com, my website, and it's a Fantasy February where I do a podcast every other day for the whole month of February.
1: Yeah, it's not fun. With
0: yeah. No, it's crazy, but it's a great segment, and, and everybody loves it, and I've done it for the last four seasons, but trying to get everybody scheduled during that type, of, that part of the season where everybody's doing their rankings, magazines are coming out, it's stressful.
1: Mm-hmm. It is stressful. It, it is, and it was. I had to buy a scheduling software for these boys because some of them are in England, some of them are like all over the country, and I just said, here, but I got them all except for the Redskin guy. He never came on, so I had the Eagles fan. I'm on there. So, Pod Vader had me on. It was the week before Thanksgiving. I remember this because it was during my company's Big Turkey Brigade. And so, he had me on there and he was talking all kinds of smack about me and how I was talking smack, saying that I was dominating. I'm like, I never said that. And he went on and on and on. Well, guess what, Pod Vader? Karma is a bitch because you've lost two weeks in a row. So, to Matt Chatham and to Joel, it makes me super happy. So, yes, I lost to Jeff Radcliffe, but I knew I was going to lose because his team, he's, he's in that good position. Position where all of the rest of us are facing like major injuries and his team's pretty solid. So like, the only person he really missed was Devonte Freeman. And he still did fine because Calvin Johnson decided Megatron decided to be himself last week because the Philadelphia defense is terrible or they've given up. It's, it's not been a fun football season for me, Joel. I, I know that, you know, you follow me on Twitter. So you see my rantings about UVA and just um, like an hour ago, it was announced. I really wanted Georgia's former coach, Mark um, Rick, um, to be Virginia's coach, and he was actually in Charlottesville today. They gave him like the four-star treatment, treated him to the Boar's Head Inn, and rolled out the red carpet. Nope, he's going to Miami. And so Virginia is now sad UVA fan again. And then we still have the Eagles nonsense. I don't know what's going on with them. So I'm really ready. The only thing, the only joy has been this Block Talk Radio Experts League. And even now, I'm starting to go, it's kind of getting disappointing because I'm starting to lose and my team's starting to fall apart. So... Yeah, it's it's stressful, it, and I feel so much pressure just because I feel like I'm up against like you know all stars in this where this is all you guys do is talk about fantasy football, and I'm like here I am going I just I'm hoping I'm, I'm keeping up, you know how am I doing seriously?
0: So as everybody knows on my show that I make I, I love fantasy football, but fantasy baseball is my passion. I'm a terrible fantasy football player. If it, I, I study up for my drafts, but here's my problem. In the season, I don't know enough about who these guys are because I only follow one team very closely, and that is the Chicago Bears, that I miss out on free agencies and and, uh, pickups because I don't pay attention enough on Sunday. I guess that's my own fault, probably because I'm reading too much baseball. Maybe that's too much.
1: Well baseball just takes up a lot of time. Like I've thought about I've never played fantasy baseball. And I'm kind of contemplating maybe playing this year, but that just seems like a really big commitment. And I I can't imagine people who can do like multiple leagues in that because literally they're playing every day.
0: Okay, here I got a solution for you. So my listener league is you set your lineup on Sunday and you can't make any changes until the following Sunday. Now if you have an injury during that period of time, you just lose that player. But so does everyone else. That might be a type of league that you know you should start with.
1: Maybe. It just seems really stressful and scary. But, you know, yeah. again, fantasy football for me is a little bit easier to digest. The, the season's shorter. Um, yes. I do watch multiple games um, because I'm a crazy woman, and that's just the way I roll. And, yeah, I, I love picking up guys on the waiver wire. Like, I hate doing trades. Trades stress me out. Like, they break me out in hives. Yeah, I can't do them. I won't do them.
0: They drive me nuts. I'm like, really? Why do you want this? Why are you taking this player from me? Am I missing something? See, that's the way I look at it. When someone offers me a trade, it's like like when uh, Billy Bean offers someone a trade for the Oakland A's. How is this guy going to screw me later on?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Because you don't know who the Billy Bean in your league is. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So as we're getting into um playoff hunt, I don't even know like here's the craziest thing about the Block Talk League. I don't even know the rules. Like I don't even know when playoffs start, if we even have playoffs, because there was a while there, like I, I this has been the craziest site, and I'm not going to say the site, because they've had no, great technical support, I will say. We had um, like a yes. glitch where we weren't scheduled, and I emailed them, and it was instant they fixed it. So I will say that they've been terrific to work with on that end. It's just, there it, it, when you're so used to some of these other kind of bigger sites, I think that's the challenge with this one site. But I'm not even sure when the playoff... Oh, wait, no, it says it right there. I'm reading it. Final week to make playoffs. So this is it. So I don't know um, if... I got to win. You have to win. Well, you're six and six. So you're still ahead yeah. of Matt Chatham and you're still ahead of Ashley. Yes. So I play Ashley this week. So you need me to be Ashley. And, I do. Yeah. And then you need, oh, who else? Let's see. Let me, let me see. I will I help
0: you. I need Pod Vader to lose.
1: We always need Pod Vader to lose. He plays Jeff Radcliffe. This is excellent for you. That's excellent. Yes. Yeah. That's really good for you. Oh, they haven't set their starters yet. Um, let's see. Um, oh, but you play, um, Mark, no, you don't. Oh, see, Mark Morales gets Joel, um, uh, gets John who's hasn't played at all. So it's basically a buy for him. That stinks. So he's going to roll into the playoffs. Number one. Oh, well, this is the life, but yeah, I kind of wanted Ashley and I to be like in the championship game just to say, ha ha girls win, but
0: what can you do? It's
1: not going to happen, but you know, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. So I want to do it again next year.
0: I'll be happy that you make it. I, I, I really like everyone in this league, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a negative Nancy or a, a trash talker. I, and I think that's why I want everyone to succeed. I, I always want fantasy owners to win because it makes the league so much better, in my opinion. Like tight, tight race down the end. Man, going into this final week, don't you love the, 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 the drama that, that could have happened if all fantasy owners you know, played the same way with as much excitement as we do?
1: I think so. Uh, I talked to one of the fantasy owners, um, Dennis Farrell. He was on my podcast a couple weeks ago. And he's just like, I couldn't figure out the site. And part of me, I, I didn't say to him then, and I probably should have. But I'm like, why don't you ask one of us? Because we would have gone through it with you. Um, because once you figured I- out how to do it, then it was fine.
0: Yeah, it was really easy. That's just, that's but, just yeah,
1: being you- lazy. <laughs> I'll
0: can call say him that. out.
1: I'll call Farrell out. He's oh. being lazy with his damn you know, wrestling belt. You know, maybe, maybe, love it's, that. maybe it's so heavy that he can't like, you know, lift up his hand, you know, he's left handed to like, you know, operate his trackpad and his, and his MacBook. Maybe that's it. And he couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I love that belt though. I mean, I love those belts. Do I, you? I wish you I could win. Yeah. I, I do. I do. I think that's cool. I'm a wrestling guy, though. I like the WWE.
1: Oh, do you? See, I think he looks cool wearing it. I think I would look stupid. So, personally, me, I'm kind of going, no, not really. I get a guy's appeal. Like, I showed my husband it um, after Dennis came on the show, and my husband was all about it. He's like, where do we get one? I'm like, we're not getting one. He goes, I just want to put it over our bed. I'm like, absolutely not. So, yes. But are you a (laughs) WWE guy? My husband was for a long time. I've, I've slowly gotten him away from it. Every once in a while, it trickles in. And I have to watch and be careful that it doesn't influence the tiny humans. Um, but every once in a while, some wrestling's on. And I, I tend to avoid it. But like when we were first dating, I went to many of a, of a WWE event. And it's loud.
0: It is very loud. I've actually only been to one in my whole life. And that was uh, WrestleMania that was here in Indianapolis. But I got the network for, for my phone. And you know I can stream it through Chromecast. I watch all the pay-per-views. Now, I'm not so much watching every Monday Night Raw and SmackDown and those kind of events. I'm not into the new NXT stuff with all the young kids. I'm still an old school guy. My favorite character is still Undertaker. When he leaves in March, I might be sad and probably go away for a while.
1: Hasn't he like left before and, and keep coming back and leaves and keeps coming back? I mean, hasn't there been many yeah. reincarnations of this character
0: over the last 20 years, he has reincarnated, and reincarnated himself five times. So, yeah. Yeah. That shows my that I know that.
1: No, I think it's fine. I think, you know, wrestling fans, I've, I've had the guys from Ring Rust Radio on, and I've had several guys that have talked about wrestling. Dennis is another one, obviously, because he's carrying the wrestling belt. Um, you know, I probably should stop mentioning Dennis. Sorry. Well, it's hard because you guys are both fantasy football experts, and you know each other. So, it's one of those, like, yeah. yeah. So, anyway. But, um, you know, the... Th- Fans are fans. It's passionate. You know, like your wife's a fan of the Vampire Diaries. I'm sure there are people that get together and discuss all aspects of whatever the hell's going on in the Vampire Diaries. You know, it's just fandom is fandom. You love what you love.
0: She's also a Patriots fan. So I'll, I'll, Oh, my
1: God. I'll... Why?
0: So when we got married nine years ago, I looked at her and said, you need to pick a football team because we're going to have people over every Sunday. So you should be a fan of some team, but you can't be a fan of the Bears.
1: Why not? Why couldn't she be a fan of the Bears? That would have been so much easier for you.
0: No, because when I'm mad and angry at the Bears, I don't want her nice little comments, you know, like everything's going to be okay. I, I, I just didn't want that. Oh, she wow. knew she, she, she knew she wasn't going to be a Colts fan because I dislike Peyton Manning, and that's just a very long story.
1: Oh, we're going to ask that story later. <laughs>
0: That might not be an on-the-air story, but yes.
1: No, no. We can put the e uh, on this podcast. I've already said like a curse one once. It's perfectly okay.
0: No, I'm not talking about that. Oh, man, I'm just talking know. about – Yeah. Uh, I know some things and some people. But that being said, <laughs> you know, she, chose Patriots, she chose the Patriots and uh, fell in love with the team, and she doesn't think Tom Brady's is attractive. She's just happy that the team wins.
1: I don't think Tom Brady's attractive either, but I think they're a cesspool of evil and should be destroyed.
0: Yeah, she gets a lot of uh, she gets a lot of of uh, grief from her coworkers uh, when she wears her jerseys and sh- her sweatshirts and things in public. People stare at her and point. And, well, aren't
1: you guys uh, in Indianapolis? Like, I mean, you know, that's yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, pretty much everybody.
1: Uh, I, I mean, seriously, that was like ground zero <laughs> for Kate. Uh, My God, Bob
0: Cra- Bob Kravitz of the Indianapolis Star, a good friend of mine. Yeah, broke that story.
1: My gosh, I just. Wow, she's got some balls. Good for her.
0: Definitely. Yes, yes she does. And Yay, that, and, that, and that's that's another reason we get along so well.
1: That's awesome though. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's the thing. Like my husband and I um we faced our first kind of rival um team earlier this year when Notre, he's a big he thinks he's a big Notre Dame fan. I'm going to clarify this. He's actually a huge UVA fan because I went to UVA. We go to the games all the time, and I'm constantly watching. I'm constantly talking about them. I mean, he's in ACC boards right now talking about why we didn't get this coach. He's a UVA fan, but he still has inclinings that he's a Notre Dame fan. So when Notre Dame came to Charlottesville, he came in his full regalia. I wouldn't even drive in the car with him, Joel. Like I'm a terrorist. No, and I didn't even let him use our season tickets. I gave him to our extra season ticket to my sister. He had to sit. We because it's Notre Dame. We had to buy like ten extra people like seats, and they were in the section across from us, like in the aisle. He had to sit over there, and someone threw up on him. It was fantastic, but still, they won. <laughs> yeah, I'm an
0: Irish fan, so I'm very happy that your husband's an an Irish secondary fan.
1: Yeah, he really is at this point, um, but no, no. Why are you an Irish fan? That's terrible. Aren't you like an Indian? No, no, no. All right, let's talk I, about this. Let's talk about this. So are you an Irish fan for everything or just football?
0: Everything. Even you, women's basketball. I've actually well, been to the women's be, Final Four teams the, watch them.
1: Their women's basketball team is really good. But I thought you're also Hoosier.
0: I, lo- I grew up watching Bob Knight. My dad had season tickets. Um, he's, uh, he's a Hoosier. I, I love my Hoosiers as well. When Notre Dame play IU, that's a tough game for me.
1: I don't understand that. I do not understand how you can, because college fandom, I think, is even more intense than pro fandom. Because if you go to a college game versus a pro game, it is night and day. Because a lot of times, again, it's that direct connection with the alumni, with the system. You know somebody that went to the school. You know, like, I physically am a Wahoo. Like, I, I graduated from Mr. Jefferson University. I've earned the right to call myself a Wahoo and all the student loan debt to go with it and um, I would never split my allegiances with another school. It just, it, it, like, physically, I just cannot do it. And it's also easier for me to say that because with the exception of football, every other sport we're outstanding in. I mean, literally every other sport. So, um, as we showed last night, as we took care of Ohio State, without our main point guard who had appendicitis. This is two years in a row. Players of ours have had appendicitis, by the way. I think during the offseason, we need to take care of that, and all appendixes need to be removed from all of our basketball players. Just, Just completely removed. We have an excellent hospital. We can take care of it. They'll be fine, and let's get back to work because, seriously, like, Lennon Parent is on the court. I don't know if you've seen Virginia play. He's a key part of it, and, you know, a lot of our guys stepped up. Malcolm Brogdon had a great game, and it was a good road win, but still it made me very, very nervous.
0: I watched it just because I was coming on your show last night. I had it on one of my side TVs. So, yeah, I I definitely paid attention. I am a Big Ten guy. I, I will admit that. But... Ohio state is very hard for me to root for.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like me saying like, it's like, like last night when UNC and Maryland were playing because Maryland, even when they were part of the ACC, I felt like they were interlopers. I don't care that they were a founding member. They've always been interlopers no matter where they are, Maryland. And, um, so I, I just didn't know if I wanted to refer UNC or Maryland. But then I thought, what's better for Virginia? That's what I think. What is better for Virginia? And what was better for Virginia is UNC won, which they did, so that then Virginia can then beat UNC later on, and it looks great for a resume. So everyone wins, and Maryland never needs to win anything. So, um, yeah, how do you feel since you are a Big Ten guy? How did you feel when Notre Dame left, you know, decided to leave the Big East And go to the ACC and not the Big Ten.
0: I was fine with it. Uh, Doesn't really matter. Because uh, they've been an independent for so long that we knew that the Big Ten would never be able to, I would say, afford them. And the ACC has a lot of money
1: glad you said that because everybody's been telling me lately because again the whole coaches search in Maryland and Virginia were after kind of the same guys and like well big 10 has all this money i'm like no not no. no not really because again ACC schools like virginia for example guys are amazing basketball arena we paid cash for the reason why we're not as picky about football, where we are now because they are losing money on that program, is because boosters have been very good to Virginia. And a lot of these schools, you know, if you've got well-established universities that have been there for a while where the alumni bases are you know, when they encourage active giving, it helps. And that's why sometimes you'll see athletic programs lag because there's not a real sense of need to win because they can get by with the donors that they have. It, it, again, college is so different than the NFL, like, like pro, because I feel like pro is an equal playing field. You pay the money for the ticket and you go, but you have no say in anything. With college, you have boosters and board of visitors and board of directors and everything else and all, alumni and so many different voices in there that sometimes it gets really chaotic.
0: And I think another thing with the Notre Dame going somewhere else, our boosters are already set in this state with IU and Purdue. I mean, not to say that Notre Dame doesn't have a lot of money and a lot of boosters, but I think that in the Big Ten, IU and Purdue are the main focus, especially with the NCAA's headquarters located here in Indianapolis. So that's probably another reason that they went out west, because they couldn't compete with IU and Purdue on the basketball level.
1: No, I don't think so. Um, they competed very well last year, though, with um, ACC basketball. They won the tournament, um, which again anybody can make not, a good not run. Talent-wise, not talent
0: wise, not talent wise. More money wise, more uh, fa- more fans are going go to IU Purdue games than really the Notre Dame games. That's true. I think. Well, here in this city.
1: Probably, I agree. I agree. So besides that, you're a Bears fan. I mean, but you live in Indianapolis. So how are you? A Bear- are you from Chicago originally, or that was just always your team?
0: I am actually from Northwest Indiana, which we lived on the Illinois-Indiana border. I grew up in a small town called Dyer, Indiana that's right next door to Chicago. Um, 20 minutes from Gary, if it gives, you a, gives the nation a, a little bit of uh, reference there. That's where I grew up. So close enough to Chicago where we got all Chicago news. My parents still read the Chicago Tribune newspaper every day. Most of the water comes from Lake Michigan to their little small town. So it's pretty much Illinois, but in Indiana.
1: Nice. So you get all the goodness of Indiana, and not, uh, but you can still enjoy Chicago.
0: Yes. Yeah. Tw- 25 minutes drive downtown, 20-minute uh, train ride to Wrigley Field. I mean, just easy peasy.
1: So are you a Cubs guy as well?
0: No, I'm a White Sox fan. I just wanted to say Wrigley Field.
1: My husband <laughs> is a White Sox fan, um, actually. So yes, yes. He's, you know,
0: love, love my socks. We have some problems. I won't get into that now. You guys can <laughs> listen to me in March when. Uh,
1: yeah, we'll have you back on. Spring- we'll have you back on. You can bemoan the state of the White Sox. At least you're not like the Braves and giving getting rid of all your players. And what's up with the huge? Um, who is it? Is it Price? David Price going to the yeah, Red Red Sox? My God,
0: two hundred and seventeen million dollars over Ooh. seven years.
1: David Price just got way more attractive. Um, seriously, my God! That's 30, 30,
0: thirty-two million nine thousand eight nine thousand eight hundred dollars per pitch.
1: That's crazy. But is it fair? Because it felt like a lot of pressure was put on him when he was in that Jays. Um, who are they playing? Um,
0: He's terrible in the playoffs. Yeah, everyone's already set. Like-
1: And that's what I'm saying. You know, it's great that he's going to get you to the playoffs, but then it's kind of like the Bengals. You know, I'm still, everybody's on this like Bengals bandwagon, and I'm starting to kind of ease myself in there after seeing the way they played against Arizona. And yes, they lost that game, but... At the same time, they showed grit and they kept going and they were just, you know, one play really away from winning. And that on a road game I against a very good defense, um, shows a lot of character for the Bengals. I still don't trust them in playoffs. I feel like in big pressure situations, there are some athletes. Again, Peyton Manning's a great example of this because he's yeah. typically great during the regular season and then playoffs, he like fell apart. Like literally pieces of, of him fell apart. Well, now, you know, his whole body's broken. So, you know, I, there's some, and then you've got, like guys like tom brady who seem like they just plug in and like always good and then you've got runs like a couple of years ago joe flacco all of a sudden look like a competent nfl quarterback you know because he on that, that magical ter- run
0: yeah flacco's awful i mean he won a super bowl based on a nice offensive line twice and a good defense because if you look at his stats they're not very good at all do you do you even think about drafting him when you're looking at your fantasy teams? I sure don't. Of
1: course not. I stupidly drafted Matt Ryan and I got catfished because um, he looked really good <laughs> in the beginning and didn't. But I picked up Bortles um, late. He was, I'm okay with
0: that.
1: He was hanging down the waiver wires for the block Talk league and I'm like, how is he still available? I'm just going to snatch him up. And it was a good thing too because Sam Bradford got broken again. Surprise! Only it was Imagine upper body. That. It was upper body. I guess we didn't dip him enough in the holy water. You know, I thought we were doing like Achilles style where we were dipping his whole body in except for his heel. No, obviously not. So yeah, <laughs> don't be an Eagles fan, Galpa Nation. Just don't do it. You know, it, it, you know, it's bad when you're longing for the days of Andy Reid again. Like, like, where's Andy Reid? Where's Brian Westbrook? Where's Donovan McNabb? I want those guys back because we were winners then, or at least somewhat competitive, now we're in a division where Washington is winning. Washington, there's something wrong with that, Joel. It's just wrong.
0: Yeah, if you look at that division as a whole, um, it, can you compare it to the AFC South? Yes, you know, absolutely. Maybe. Yeah, and I,
1: um, Yeah, I think you can. I don't think it's – on paper, it's obviously not as bad. I think there's more talent in the NFC East. I just think it's bad coaching. I think uh, – well, Dallas, it's injuries. Let's be honest. That's flat-out injuries right there. True. I mean, losing yeah, Tony Romo almost. the way they did. I mean, that just but it just proves how important he was to the offense. The Giants are their own kind of mess and nonsense. You know, the Eagles. It's bad management because our GM needs to be fired. That's right, Chip Kelly. Fucking <laughs> you because you drove my Shady McCoy out of town. I missed Deshaun Jackson. What the. I'm just going to move on. And then we've somehow managed to make Washington Redskins look like a competent football team. There's that's wrong on so many levels. They're just just no. If they make the playoffs this year, it's going to be just miserable cuz I actually live in Redskins country. So, all throughout Facebook I had to see the hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. It's like, "Oh, hail to just my face cuz I hate all of you." So, yeah, I'm not a happy person Joel right now. I'm really really not. And you got me on the day where again, I wanted the coach, I didn't get him. Oh, and then, I don't know if you saw on Facebook, I had, I lost a bet. So, you know, I went to UVA, our big rivals, Virginia Tech. So, I stupidly on my real job, Galpan Nation, um, bet that um, if Virginia somehow won, that this mortgage guy, we normally bet lunch. But no, since it's Frank Beamer's last game, we had to do something, like, special. We had to do something special, according to the Hokie. And he caught me on a bad moment I wasn't thinking. So um, whichever guy lost, whichever team lost, the person would have to wear that other person's stuff. So I had to wear Virginia Tech stuff today.
0: You looked great in it, though. I did I not.
1: Mean, what just, are you talking just, about? You are insane. Gross. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you not see my miserable face?
0: Uh, you did not look very happy, but I will say... <laughs> You looked fantastic.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But no, I was not happy. It's now going to be official. Living infamy. It's gone all viral in my company. Like, this just proves that I'm well-liked because people enjoyed my misery so. Um, I got calls all day long, um, people singing the hokey hokey high song, offering to do the hokey pokey with me. I just hid in my office. (laughs) Um, It was really, really distressing. And I kept reminding them, hey, Virginia Tech lost at basketball last night. And it was like crickets because, again, I don't think they believe in balls that are round. So go figure. And, you know, it's sad because they have a really good coach. Buzz Williams is, is wasted there. Wasted. He needs to get out of there as fast as he can because there's no way they're going to build a program. That school will never support basketball. Never. Like when Steph Greenberg was there and who's a very good coach, it was like, you know, they only got hyped up if they were playing like Duke or UNC or Virginia. So, no. Like you go to Charlottesville right now. We get hyped up for freaking like Davidson, or we get hyped up for like you know, whatever teams coming in play. Like William and Mary's coming Saturday, guarantee you there won't be a seat empty in JPJ. It's just the way we roll. So I don't get it, but whatever. So yes, um, Thank you for for complimenting me. I didn't want to wear it, but I bet is a bet, and if you make one, you got to pay it out because otherwise you're a chump. Agreed.
0: Agreed. Totally agree.
1: Yeah, but don't and don't make bets like that anymore. That's, that's the lesson in that. Don't make bets. The guys on Next Fan Up were like, Ramona, why didn't you take points or something? I'm like, they covered the points. It wouldn't have mattered. Just. Yeah, it wouldn't
0: have mattered.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, well, thank you so much. But, yeah, the, I will have the picture on the show notes because we mentioned it. And because well, I might as well. You guys can see it on Facebook anyway. So, so I know that you're mentioning baseball. And I know many people in my galpa Nation – all like 12 of you and I thank you so much for being part of it um, are probably thinking what the hell is he doing focusing on baseball right now, but it's really important um, because we're about to go into winter meetings and that's where a lot of the stuff happens, right?
0: Yeah. uh, We, we, we hope it happens. Um, This, this year actually feels like two years ago where the winter meetings were in Texas. All of the signings happened the week before we get down there on Sunday afternoon because the winter meetings start on on Monday and there's nothing to do because all the signings have happened. Let's hope that doesn't happen. I mean, the one big one right now is is David Price, which we talked about earlier. But there's some other interesting things that could happen over the next couple days and make the winter meetings very boring for uh, us media folks. I don't want that to happen. I, I'm very greedy with my time. I want stuff to happen while I'm there. And The things that I'm looking forward to, like Zach Granke signing, is he going to decide with L.A. or is he going to go to San Francisco and make all of Dodger Nation hate him? What are the White Sox going to do? What are the Cubs going to do? Are they going to look for another pitcher? Are they going to look for another power bat? Um, There's a lot of questions in, in Kansas City that they don't have any starting pitching, but they have a lot of young talent that they could move for some starting pitching. What's going to happen out in L.A. with, you know, the Albert Puo situation? He's getting older. They need some help with some bats and some pitching. So there's a lot of stuff that Baseball Nation is definitely watching right now. And it's it's the craziest time of year for me. As I was telling you earlier, my phone actually since we've been on, I have had 14 text messages.
1: Wow, (laughs) that's insane. It sounds like me um, getting all these alerts about, you know, my picture getting shared today. <laughs> yeah, so not fun. I'd turn off my notifications. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Um, speaking of uh, pretty bad, at least in my opinion, because I hate Duke Blue Devils. Is there any chance Indiana beats them tonight?
0: Not with Tom Crean as the head coach.
1: Yeah. Plus they're playing Cameron. I- Plus they're playing I love, Cameron. Yeah. Love
0: my yeah, that too. I love my Hoosiers. But they need to fire this guy. And as you were mentioning earlier, you know, alumni and and boosters, (laughs) there's already been rumors here in Indianapolis that there's a GoFundMe page to fire Tom Crane.
1: Who do you want instead?
0: I have no idea. Who's better? I mean, I was talking to Will Carroll about this on Twitter. What guy wants to come here because... It seems that we can get talent, but nobody can win here anymore since Bob Knight left. I mean, Mike Davis did win here, but he had Knight's guys. And, that, and I'll say that until I die and everyone can just shut up.
1: Do you think Bob Knight put a curse on you guys?
0: I think he did. I mean, I,
1: I, <laughs> He's your goat. I, I hate
0: to say that. He is. He's your goat.
1: And he is a no goat because gonna... he is one of the greatest of all time.
0: Yes. I, I oh. was sad when he left. He got, shun- he got pushed out. And I think then the, the the alumni realized that, oh, I think we made a mistake.
1: Yeah, they did. That was, I, I remember when that happened and I was like, whoa, like, whoa. Because I thought seriously he was going to die on that court. I thought he was going to like, you I, know, play a game and that's it and then just pass out. And then that would be the end of Bob Knight. Um, I, and it was probably weird for you seeing think- coach at Texas Tech for a while.
0: Yeah, it was. It was really weird. And what was even weirder about it, the whole state of Indiana decided that Texas Tech was now their team. And we had more Texas Tech gear in our stores than we did IU gear.
1: Well, that really means that they were Bob Knight fans and not really IU fans. And that can be really, really um, stressful. Um I, that I don't understand. Like like pro teams, I've done that. Where if a player leaves, like um I loved Terrell Owens, Um I will not love him because he, he won't get signed for the Patriots. They're not that desperate. But I did. I loved him in San Diego, in San Francisco, and then of course I loved him when he became an Eagle. And I still loved him, kind of, sort of, as a cowboy. Like when he was like, "Get your popcorn ready," and that's my quarterback. I'm like, "That's right." Tio, I miss you. Um, every girl needs a bad boy. He was mine. Because uh, <laughs> he pulled out a Sharpie in the middle of the game and signed a football and gave it to the dude. Come on, it's awesome.
0: And everybody hated it, but I loved it. I loved I- it. I
1: Love it, yeah! I love the swagger. I love the guys who do like the cool dances. Like, who's that one guy in the Arizona who's doing that fun thing at the end? And I'm like, no, I want the swagger. Like, and again, that's probably why we like the big championship belts because you know what? The WWE allows us to see guys act like jerks because they no longer are allowed to do that anywhere else in sports. Really, it's like we gotta be so nice. It's like I don't really want them to be nice. I want them to be like I'm the best in the world, and I think that's okay to, for them to say it if they can back it up with stats and figures and wins. Then. Let them be pompous jerks. I like it.
0: I love I love Cam Newton. I love him. I mean Me too. He's, he's, I mean he's not he's not my guy because I'm a Bears fan, but to cheer for him and watch him do things and, and be successful and I I'm not mad that he does the Superman. And the people that cry and whine and, and, and complain, it's just terrible. Just let the guy be and have some fun in the game.
1: They wouldn't complain if he was their quarterback and he was doing it for their team.
0: Exactly. They would all be doing it with him.
1: That's that's what I would be doing
0: it with. If it was a bear, I'd be like, Yeah, all right.
1: Yeah, I like him a lot. I really oh my god, I love Cam Newton so much. Do you think okay, this is a good question for you. I got into this debate with Pod Vader and of course he picked Tom Brady. I argue that right now the best quarterback in the NFL, hands down is Cam Newton absolutely like I you could put him in pretty much any of these schemes and he would be fine because he's single-handedly carrying that offense right now he's the LeBron James of the NFL He is single handedly winning now granted he's got a great defense I'm not going to discount that and a decent schedule but to go what is and 11-0 now that's really hard to do and they've done it and they've done it in convincing fashion that's because of him not because of anybody else
0: yeah I'm gonna agree with you Long term, Tom Brady is still probably one of the best quarterbacks no ever, in no my question. opinion. But this season, 2015, Cam Newton's got it hands down. And I don't even think Brady's close on the ladder. I think that Cam is definitely, because he's, as you mentioned, carrying this team. Now, the defense does do good. Yes, we're not going to you know discount them. But Cam, behind that offense, is everything, where Tom Brady has... Belichick and his offensive line and offensive coordinators and he, he and a decent he makes... backup
1: and a decent backup quarterback that was ready to go if he couldn't go to the first four games and they probably right. would have won a few of those so I'm going that's that's the difference is that people are like oh if you take Brady out they wouldn't be fine I'm like they would be fine Garoppolo would have been fine you could take cam Newton out of out of Carolina they do not have the season they have they wouldn't even have close to the season they have
0: I agree Totally agree. Totally, See, totally Joel, agree. this is
1: why you're my favorite right now. That right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joel. But it's the truth. It's, it's, it's the truth. It's not, you know, that I'm your no, favorite. You, that That is a- No,
1: you're a logical, intelligent man, and I appreciate that because, you know, and the fact is, is that you're letting me talk my crazy, and you haven't once discounted it because I'm a girl. That's happened on the podcast once. I edited it out for the sake of that person, but yes, that person will not oh, be invited no. back. I know. I know. I'm like, you can't That's come not- to- a- that's not cool.
0: That's not cool.
1: No. Girls know no. Sp- sports too. Football. Girls know football. Like Bo knows football. Sports Galpa knows football.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
1: Yeah. Joel, if um, Galpa Nation wants to find out more about you or find out more about, especially if they're going to be crazy like me and maybe consider doing fantasy baseball, um, where should they go?
0: All right. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Joel Hennard. I'm nice and easy there. It's just my name. You can check out my website. It's fantasyinsidershow.com, powered by so-called com. Our articles and our rankings are up right now for 2016's baseball season. We've done first base, second base, shortstop, and third base so far in the last four weeks. Go check them out because they're probably going to change. And that's all i got.
1: <laughs> and again, all the links to Joel will be on my show notes at blogtalkradio.com forward slash sports gal pal and of course on sports gal com. And Joel, I just want to say again, thanks so much. Number one, for being such a good sport about the league. You seriously have been my best cheerleader because you, like, week after week are like, good job, sports gal pal, and actually proving the, the like, putting the proof up there that, you know, for, by some miracle, I'm doing okay in this league of experts. Seriously, it was really intimidating to go in there because I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, these are like the people people actually listen to to like get fantasy advice. And then here I am playing against them. And I think I'm holding my own. It's exciting. So thank you so much. And thanks for being such an awesome guest.
0: Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on. It was my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.